Hey everybody, welcome back to Garage Talk. As always, I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. But we've actually got a Grant County Hall of Famer here with us tonight. Steve Brooks, coach of the Marion University. Is it the Knights? Knights. Knights. That's what I thought. Knights. Down in Indy. So how you doing, Steve? Doing really well. well. We appreciate you jumping on and give us a little bit of time. I guess it was a blessing you got to come down and see the grandkids today, right? Yes, we did. <laughs> and it was a blessing. it's always a blessing to right. get a chance to see Josh and Jenny and the kids. Well, speaking of that, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, <laughs> your family and Well, I am originally from Ohio, so everybody that's upset with how the Colt game ended today. <laughs> I grew up a Cleveland Browns fan. Oh. So. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, um, I grew up in a very athletic family. Uh, my dad was a basketball player, uh, played uh, at both Bowling Green State University and then transferred to the University of Finley. He actually played in two NAIA national championship wow. tournaments out in uh in kansas city when he was playing and then my older brother uh was the ap upi player of the year and uh that was an amazing time period in our family because we had all these coaches coming to visit to try to entice ken to go to school here or there uh-huh. I mean, uh, and ultimately he chose ohio state so I'm a Buckeye. Hey. <laughs> um, and now, uh, because of my connection, I'm a graduate of Taylor University and uh, had the opportunity to coach with Coach Patterson. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the, well, two of, two of my years, two out of the nine or maybe three, I don't remember how long, but, you know, got a chance to coach chris holtman right who's now the head coach at ohio uh-huh. state so uh, there's you know like we were talking earlier it's just a small world um but i come from a, a family that uh love basketball uh my grandfather my dad's dad and uh, my dad you know he turned our backyard into a court wow uh, we had a little strip of grass for the dog, uh, but the rest of it was a basketball uh-huh. court, and it was lit, and it was where everybody hung out uh-huh. uh, in the summertime. See, it used to be like that back here, you know, yeah. 20 years ago. Yep. P- the kids were at the park or yep. at the old East School or yes. out somebody's out. Now, now you don't see very many kids out doing it. It's, yeah, well, I, we've kind of over-organized some of it. I, I, that's my opinion. Um, uh, getting to go to the park and play in the park and, and understanding that, you know what, you got to win to keep the court mm-hmm. was, that was okay. Uh-huh. And, right. Uh, you learned. You right. learned, uh, you know, what you needed to do to be competitive. Uh, otherwise, you're going to sit and watch a lot of basketball. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. And that's... so. Winners keep the court. You're right. I remember yeah. those days. That's, yeah. And you mentioned you're from Finley, Ohio. Correct. And you went and you played at Taylor. Yes. Uh, three-year starter, I believe. Yes. Four-year letterman. Yeah. Um, got your degree from Taylor. And you got a couple other degrees, one from Indiana <laughs> Wesleyan and one from Ball State, correct? Correct. Okay. I have, uh, 
my undergrad at Taylor was in Christian education or, or religion. Um, took a lot of Bible. Um, and when I graduated, um, thought I was going to uh, go right into youth ministry. I was going to be a youth pastor at a mm-hmm. church. Um, actually, uh, was offered a position at a church out in Nebraska. Okay. And that's what I was leaning towards. And then right before uh, we graduated, Josh McDowell, mm-hmm. uh, who is a big-time Christian author, came to campus and really challenged all of us um, <clears throat> to go out into the real world uh, and kind of get a feel for what the real world was old was about and what it was like if we were going to go into full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, I had, the summer before my senior year, I worked on the pipeline in Ohio. So okay. I kind of felt like I'd already done a little bit of that. Um, but, um, you know, uh, I took it to heart. I took what he said to heart, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do something that's completely outside of my comfort zone. And I went to work uh, for Youth for Christ in Findlay, Ohio, um, and started a program for him called Youth Guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it was working through the juvenile court system with okay. kids, and they were referred to our program. And we were kind of their last chance. Uh-huh. And ultimately... Um, because of where Finley is located, right off of I-75, we had a ton of uh, runaways. Okay. Uh, kids maybe leaving Detroit or trying to get away, mm-hmm. and they would get as far as Finley, Finley. and then get stuck. Uh-huh. And so we started a program called Diversion, where we worked with uh, some of the churches in the area and started uh, a foster care program okay. for those kids. And, uh I did that for three years, and it was during that time period where Liberty Benton High School approached me about... I had the right name. (laughs) Um, I had the Brooks name in the area, uh, and they approached me about coming there to be a coach. Mm -hmm. And I called Coach Patterson, who made a major difference in my life. Okay. Um, And I said, Coach, can I do this? You know, and he goes... Come on, Steve. You're one of the most uh, competitive people I've ever met. Um, and I, I played point. I played point in high school, played point uh, at Taylor. And he was like, you've got the IQ. You can do this. You ought to at least try it and uh-huh. see. And that's how it started. Awesome. <laughs> and you, were, you spent three years there, correct, at Liberty Benton High School? Yes. And then you went back to Taylor as an assistant. Yes. Now, you mentioned Coach Patterson, you know, not not just a, a legend as a coach, but a legend as a person. I mean. I'll get emotional. That's, yeah. And that, and then, well, he followed Don Oval's footsteps, another I, one that. I played for both. Okay. And I've had, you know, through the years, a ton of people um, asking me, you know, you, you played for both of them. Um you know, what was the major difference? Everybody, uh-huh. oh, you know. Well, uh, Coach Odo was very much uh, used sport from an evangelistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. 
and it was really important that we exemplify all the right character mm -hmm. characteristics to present Taylor University in a positive light from an athletic standpoint, right. all of that. And, and then Coach kind of came in, not kind of, he came in on when Coach Odo retired, um, and I would say Coach Patterson's more of a discipler. Okay. Um, and I think I picked up stuff from both, but probably – from an X's and O's standpoint, uh, practice planning, uh, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. I, I, because I was coach's assistant, I wasn't a player. Mm -hmm. um, there were so many things that I picked up from Coach Patterson, and uh, he and I were really close. I, I, I have the unique <laughs> uh, experience of being – a player for him, uh -huh. an assistant coach for him, an opposing coach. Oh, wow. And a parent. Yep. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's so I kind of wore all the different hats. <laughs> so, and there wasn't a time when uh, I wasn't uh, thrilled and, and just at all of what I could learn from uh -huh. that man. He was amazing. Well, that's great, and that's that's like you know because you talk about the this, the youth organization you had there in Ohio. You know, that, you know, Conrad and I. That's you know basically why we started this podcast was for the youth, and we we have you know, a heart for all these kids in this community, whether it's elementary, junior high, high school, and and like I said, we make connections with with you and other people, and just that's what we try to do. We try to show something positive from other people which I'm sure with the Coach Odo, Coach Patterson probably more translated into your life than oh, it did yeah. basketball oh, and, now, yeah. and now you can use that to the, the kids you coach or teach oh no doubt, no doubt um, and, and, and that experience, that four year experience for me at Taylor changed my life mm -hmm. um and I know and I'm so thankful to the Lord for him directing me to go to Taylor mm -hmm. uh, because it was not, it was kind of an odd deal. Um, we were good. Finley mm -hmm. High School, when I, my senior year, I think we were 16 and 6 or 17 and 5, something like that. We, we had a good team. We had guys going on to play in college. Um, all of that, and we had a number of college coaches coming in watching us all the time, and um, I had opportunities to go somewhere else, mm -hmm. different places, and uh, ultimately, my best friend, uh, I had two really close friends. One of them accepted a full ride offer to Ball State for mm -hmm. football. Okay. Was a quarterback. Dave Wilson, who's in the Ball State Hall of Fame. I remember that name. Uh, David was a heck of a quarterback. And uh, he got hurt. And I came to Taylor for their youth conference so I could go visit him in the hospital. <laughs> and I actually was put into a room with Rick Seaman, who was on the men's basketball team. Mm -hmm. And he was my host for the youth conference. And one night he was like, hey, you look like you would 
play basketball. You're tall enough. Do you want to go play? And I was like, sure. We went over and we played a pickup game. And the next thing I knew, I was sitting in Coach Odell's house. <laughs> and Coach and Mrs. Odell were talking to me. And I went back to my high school coach and said, I think I found the place I'm supposed to be. And it kind of blew everybody away. But my Taylor experience changed my life. And I just believe God had his hand on the whole thing yep. from the very beginning. Works in mysterious ways. Yes, and that. Hey, now, so assistant at Taylor. Now there was a time there in my research says you were also the interim athletic director. Yes, <laughs> and it's one of the reasons why I. Uh, it's probably the. I think athletic director the the AD stands for awful duties. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I just, I felt like I was really doing more harm than good. Okay. Um, it was just, uh, you know, as the athletic director, you're involved in so many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my role, my biggest role with Coach P was get out and recruit. Uh-huh. It was not unusual for me to go, say, down to Indianapolis and spend the day where I'd make two or three school visits watch one of the kids we're trying to recruit practice, like Jimmy Busher, who mm-hmm. was a heck of a player for us from Southport, mm-hmm. um, and go watch him practice and then head home. Or if Marion or back then Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, some of those schools that were NAI, I'd go watch maybe one of their games okay. and scout it scout. Yep. and then come home. And I wasn't able to do that. Right. And I felt like... Ultimately, I was doing more harm than good and uh, uh, made the decision that I needed to, to get out so that I – my goal when I came back, I was with Coach P for three years um, mm-hmm. and then and went to Houghton College in New York. Mm-hmm. And we had some good years <laughs> for Houghton. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, – but it, it was – my dad got sick, and we wanted to get back closer to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it was come back and uh, do that uh, and help coach I mm-hmm. mean, and try to help him finish it out on top. And um, when I saw that I was doing more harm than good, that's when Dr. Fratsky called and was like, hey, you know, we would have an interest in you as – our next women's basketball mm-hmm. coach if you have any interest and uh, at first I kind of laughed I know that sounds bad but I was like I've never really done this mm-hmm. um, and but I had coached I, I had coached track mm-hmm. at Houghton uh, uh, helped coach track um, and our women ended up winning our district and mm-hmm. all of that. So I did have a little bit of experience working with the female athletes. Right. But um, I was nervous and wasn't sure. And my wife really uh, encouraged me. And then when I went and I met the kids and uh, saw the vision that Dr. Fratsky had mm-hmm. uh, for, for, you know, Indiana Wesleyan University, mm-hmm. it just... You know, just 
I'd think maybe three years before Dr. Barnes had changed the, you know, got the name changed. Yeah, from Marion College to Indian West. And I was like, I can do this. You know, I'll work mm-hmm. at it. And um, the first year was, woof. <laughs> you know, Dr. Fratsky was a blessing. Um, you know, uh, that's probably the year I should have been let go just because <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing. Uh-huh. I, you know, everybody kept saying, just coach like you coach guys. No, that's not even close. Right, right. A little bit different. It's <laughs> a lot different. <laughs> and that's, that's a... Uh, because you were very successful in NA Wesleyan. You had a long, long tenure there. What, 16 years? Is that correct? Uh, 16, 17. Yep. Uh, and a couple national championships. National championships. Uh, you had a 56 consecutive wins. Man, that's, <laughs> that's unheard of. And uh, 37 weeks ranked number one. That's. Has that ever been done anywhere else? I mean, I, any I, level of college? That's I, 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 you know, I, I don't know. I know this that uh, during my time at Indiana Wesleyan, I was blessed beyond measure. Mm-hmm. Um, was surrounded by some amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, the assistant coaches um, and the student athletes themselves. Um, they bought in, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do this. They wanted to do it well. The university uh, was growing, and Dr. Barnes had an incredible vision for mm-hmm. the university. Um, Dr. Fratsky had a vision for the athletic department, mm-hmm. and uh, the coaches that uh, Dr. Fratsky brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, <clears throat> Coach. <clears throat> Excuse me, Coach DeMichael, our baseball coach at mm-hmm. the time, who was really, really good. Um, you know, it just uh, the whole coaching staff. Mm-hmm. We we had a, a really tight connection. Mm-hmm. And it was really a blessing to be a part of all of it. Right. So and and then the kids. I mean, um, from day one. I mean, part of it. My first year, I had Breed a new house. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, coach Porter had done a really good job of uh, the previous women's coach, who's mm-hmm. also unbelievably successful tennis coach. Yes, yes, Terry. Just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but Coach Porter had put together a really, you know, I didn't walk into something that was like, oh, you got to do a major rebuild. Right. There was there was talent there. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> Breeden Newhouse and Christy Bistadu and – there was a group of kids that bought in that first year and uh-huh. it just it enabled us to do some things that I don't think anybody expected mm-hmm. and then when we got to year three um, you know we we won 29 games uh-huh. and won the conference and won the conference tournament and had a chance to go out and once you get out there and you kind of experience the tournament then it gives you a little bit of a vision for right. getting back mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you talked about some of these coaches, but, you know, a couple of people that have impressed me in my life are over there, you know, Dr. Jim Lowe. Oh. Wilbur Williams. I yeah, mean. No, you're, you're talking about people who changed young people's lives, mm-hmm. um, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Lowe, I probably had a whole lot more uh, connection to uh, 
because of one of the kids um, that we had on the team, uh, Leah Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a freshman, uh, her mom called me. Uh, it was the first weekend in December. It was December the 4th. Um, we had just played Goshen the day before. And she said, I don't think Leah's healthy. I, and her mom was a nurse. And she goes, can you, she won't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I tried to call Leah. It was a Sunday. And uh, she didn't answer. I called her roommate, Paige Smith. And uh, uh, I said, how's your roommate doing? And she goes, well, she's sitting right here. <laughs> so... Bottom line is, I told Paige, I said, get her and let's, I'll meet you at the Marion Hospital. And it's when we found out that she had um, colon and liver cancer. Mm-hmm. And she was able to survive it for eight months. And Dr. Lowe was so critical mm-hmm. uh, with our team, um, with me as a coach, with a, a human being, mm-hmm. just kind of coming to grips with something that the majority of us hadn't. Yeah, experienced. That's yeah. That's that's terrible. That's uh, you know. I've also got to listen to Doctor Barnes speak a few times back in the day too, and he was very impressive. I mean, just uh, he uh, Indiana Wesleyan University would not be where it is today mm-hmm. if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, head coach at Houghton, he was the academic, the vice president of academic affairs out there, and. Um, when he came back and took the president's job, he asked me if I would be willing to come back, and I didn't want to be Coach Patterson's big rival. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think Dr. Barnes was super happy about that. Um, when I went over for the women's job and I had to meet with him and I walked in his office, he jumped up <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, why now? <laughs> it scared me to death. <laughs> oh, boy. that's. But I could do it. It was on the women's side and I wasn't going to be, I, you know, I mean, I love Taylor and all of right, that. Right. But uh, it, it was an opportunity to be a part of a Christ-centered university mm-hmm. um, and keep doing what i felt like the lord was calling me to yep. do and that's and then yeah they, they have they've turned that place into an amazing place over there oh, i it's, mean it's 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 i mean not not just the special. basketball but yeah. you know, no indoor tennis courts and everything and yeah. that football field is amazing oh there's oh my there, goodness there's an, an athletic facility there that's not first rate yeah so. and it's uh, it is but now, now how many years were you at, at hopeton college uh, seven. Seven years there, okay. And that's when you came back to Indiana Wesley. Yeah. You know, and you've also, you know, you were coach of the year a couple of times. You know, that, that's got to be big. But. Um, it's, um, it's something that is a byproduct. I mean, you know this. Um, it, it wasn't just me. Yep. Um, it's, it's, the players it's the parents it's the assistant coaches uh-huh. it's the administration there there's so many factors that figure into mm-hmm. a program's ability to compete at a high level mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, i think probably the biggest blessing and even to this day 
you know, like when we were driving, uh, driving up, um, I, you know, one of the kids that played for us, you know, is now coaching and, uh, she had texted and said, Hey, uh, will you share, you know, some of your offensive stuff with me? (laughs) And, you know, I have no secrets. Right. It's, it's like, yeah, I can, you know, I can do that. Um, it's, I, I've been blessed, and uh-huh. I, can't, I can't say that enough. I've, the Lord has opened doors, closed doors, uh-huh. but whenever there's been a closed door, there was a door that got opened. Yep, exactly. The, the people, um, the, the people that I've met and been able to be a part of their life and then be a part of my wife and I's uh, journey have just been incredible. And it's, it, it's, I know it's it's just amazing how how things work out, and yeah. that, you know, this just to see it. And like you said, you you talked to a, a former player that's now coaching, and you know it it always it, it warms my heart when I see a kid I coached in little league or something, and then they come up and. Hey, do you remember? And <laughs> usually, that's <laughs> something stupid you did. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. So, so, sometimes it is. I, I just a... we were at Josh and Jenny's, and one of the girls that was our manager, um, her and her husband were riding by, and they saw that we were there, and uh-huh. so thought that you know right away I go out to say hi, and she had one of her friends there, and they had their babies, and they were you know riding their bike. Uh-huh. And, and Jordan uh, says, hey, do you remember when? <laughs> oh, no, what's coming? What did, yeah, what, what did I do? <laughs> maybe somebody doesn't know. <laughs> now, especially when they're with family and they bring something up like, did I tell my family this? Yeah, exactly. Which, well, you know, it was never anything bad, but yeah. just yeah. something could be a little bit embarrassing. But, yeah. you know, speaking, you know, so Taylor, IWU, and then you went to St. Francis in Joliet, Illinois, correct? Correct. Okay. And we we averaged, um, I, I want to say we averaged twenty five wins. We got to we got to the Elite Eight, um, and I we we had one team I think would have made a nice run. I don't know how far we would have gotten, but it was during COVID mm-hmm. and tournament got canceled we had just beaten we were the last i think we may have been the last game uh we'd beaten southern or southern oregon by like 25 or 22 and i i felt really uh excited i felt like we could maybe go on a little run Mm -hmm. at the tournament and um and then they said you know they had to shut it down and it was really disappointing one of the Hardest things I've had to do is walk in. Well, the hardest thing I've ever done is walk in and tell the team about Leah. Um, mm-hmm. But then uh, the, going in and telling those seniors that the tournament had been canceled mm-hmm. was really tough yep. because they don't get to come back and do it. Right. And that that was like, cause I remember, you know, that, that year, you know, it's over here at Miss Cinema, that – you know, the following year they won a sectional, but that previous year, the COVID year, they were more talented that year than 
the following year, and then they had a, their baseball team was expected to do, you know, maybe bring home the first sectional in years, and it just wiped out the end of, the end of the winter sports and all spring sports, and and uh, that was a terrible thing. It really not I mean not just sports wise, but I don't know. Then okay, then I'm trying to think here. 2021, you were hired at Marion, right? I think so. I believe the that's dates and stuff. I, <laughs> I, I'm. You, you talk to anybody that knows me. I'm not real big on numbers. And uh, now you remember your anniversary, right? Uh, <laughs> I know the date. I have no idea how many years I know. Uh, she's she's a blessing, and uh-huh. I know that I've probably put a few gray hairs on her head. So. Now, well, but but speaking of that, you know, for a coach, you know. Whether whether you're a female coach or a male coach, your spouse has to be the they're the superstar yes, with what they, they have to put up, what they hear, and just that'd be a tough job. No, and she's been Terry's been amazing. Um, and again, you know, like coming back. One of the reasons why we came back, I loved the people uh, I got a chance to work with mm-hmm. uh, at USF. Um, Dr. Johnson, the president, was really, really uh, very supportive. Uh, and his wife, I don't think she minced any, she, you know, she would be right up front and say, yeah, women's basketball was my favorite sport. So, um, uh, and, you know, the athletic director on down, it, it, it was a really good situation. Um, and, but, we wanted to get closer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was uh, my daughter that played for us at IWU is now a pastor of a Wesleyan church wow. in Marysville, Ohio, okay. with her husband, and they have a little one, and that was a seven-hour trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're maybe two hours, mm-hmm. two and a half, yep. depending on traffic, I guess. Um so it gives Terry a chance to be involved with everybody, right? And that was big. Yes, well, that would be that's that's me too. Families, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't think I could go very far away. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be too hard. So, the uh, the people at Marion, Doctor Elsner, is amazing person. Um, was just named one of the most influential people of Indianapolis. Really, um, but very very uh, supportive. Uh, and I have a chance, uh, Steve Downing. Everybody has a different view of Mr. Downing because he played at IU, IU. played for night, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and he's he's pretty uh, quiet, and uh, I wouldn't say shy, but um, you know he, he's not going to micromanage or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, but he's been unbelievable to work mm-hmm. for. Um, if I have a question about post play and if I'm stuck, I'll <laughs> I'll say okay, you know, because he also played for Red Arbach with the Boston yes. Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm one of the few people that can walk in his office and I know everybody <laughs> the pictures that are on uh-huh. his wall. So, um, but yeah, I'll ask him. You know what what he was taught, how he was taught, you know, get his thoughts. But 
um, it's been it's been amazing. And again, just like walking in after Coach Porter, um, walking in uh, after Katie Gerald's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the program was. I mean, it was strong. It yep. was not like I mean, it wasn't like oh, you got to come in and try to recreate right. the wheel. No, mm-hmm. it was okay. You're gonna have to keep this thing moving yep. in the right so, direction. So no rebuild, no recreating anything. No. It's, everything was in place. It was just yeah. just a different philosophy, basically. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and the talent level is, you know, I mean, our senior class is very good. We had the kid that was national player of the year mm-hmm. a year ago. Um, I mean, we really, uh, you know, it's it's easy to say because it's over, but we had Central Methodist beat, mm-hmm. you know, and then we missed five free throws down the stretch, um, which, you know, and they ended up beating us by four, but we had a chance to take the number one team out, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't do it. Nope. And uh, I think the seniors – uh, are coming back hungry mm-hmm. um, because they knew how close they were to yep. get into the final four. And, you know, we'll see because our conference, the Crossroads League Conference is, in my mind, and I think I think most of the coaches in the conference would agree, um, it's, it's much improved over a year ago. Really? Um, and... Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the other conferences in the, in the NAIA view our conference, but I think our conference has got to be one of the top mm-hmm. three conferences in the country. I mean, we had two teams in the Elite Eight last year. Mm-hmm. I don't – there wasn't another – well, uh, the Kentucky – Campbellsville and Thomas Moore made it. Um, but, you know uh, – our conference should be right there, I would think. That, w- that was actually my next question because you know, I've heard it for years. I've read it for years. That the Crossroads League has got to be, like you said, probably one of the top three in the country, year in, year out. For the longest time, I think in 07 when we won the national championship, we were the first team once they had moved the tournament from Tennessee to uh, Sioux City. Mm-hmm. I, the GPAC kind of dominated okay. the national championship. Concordia, Hastings, Morningside, these mm-hmm. schools all won it, and nobody else was getting in, and then we snuck in there. Uh-huh. Well, I, I shouldn't say snuck. I mean, we won the darn thing. We right. were undefeated. Uh-huh. Uh, went 38-0. Um, and, but we once we did that, it kind of – I think everybody else was like, okay, if they can do it, we can uh-huh. do it, because then USF and Fort Wayne won it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Westmont out of California won it. Okay. And, you know, there were different schools mm-hmm. that, you know, where the GPAC just didn't dominate mm-hmm. once. Um, the Great Plains Athletic Conference, a lot of those schools are within 45 minutes from really? Sioux City. Okay. So, and Morningside was dominant team. Right. Uh, the second, the championship that we won in 2013, we beat them, <clears throat> beat Morningside in the semifinal game. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was unlike any environment at our level, uh-huh. you know, because there was probably 6,000 people there. Uh-huh. Um, and they were ranked number one in the right. country, and, and we snuck in there, and, you know, we had gotten beat in our conference tournament by St. Francis okay. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we went out there and went on a run, and got the job done and those seniors were amazing they just claire freeman Paige smith those, those kids uh katrina blackman mm-hmm. yep. uh, katrina was big yeah i i don't know that i've ever coached um anybody that could pass or had in tight spaces the way katrina way could. she could she she was amazing in so many different ways she didn't care if she scored 10 or she scored 25 mm-hmm. as long as we won. Right. And, and she, she she was just, and I think the university had a positive impact mm-hmm. as well. So I'm hopeful. So That's good. That's, but, but I do want to touch on, because you said, you know, last year you, got, you guys had it. You had it. You were that. <laughs> and how long does a loss like that linger? For me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good loser. So... Um, yeah, it, 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 it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I were to sit here and say that I don't think about it, I think every practice that I've put together for this year, that's in the back of my mm-hmm. head saying, okay, we're not going to replay this again. Right. So how do I help us not do mm-hmm. that as we prepare each day? Yep. So. That's it. You gotta be better tomorrow than yes. you were today. That was a Coach Patterson thing. Come mm-hmm. in today, do today a little bit better than mm-hmm. you did it yesterday. We yeah. want constant improvement, and yeah. And coaches had, you know, I hear coaches' voice a lot. Well, that's good, and that's it's a positive. That, that, it is, and that's and, and like you said, you know, that's you know, we try to teach junior high kids that hey, see, be better today than you were yesterday. But like you said, you want to improve every day, but. Nowadays, these kids want it all right now. They want it to happen. They don't understand that there's a process. It's a process, yes. You're there's a process, and that and part of that process is not always going to be warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants warm and fuzzy, mm-hmm. and and I understand that. I would prefer that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also believe very strongly. Scripture talks to us very specific about you know. Uh, when you experience the hard stuff, we gotta be, we gotta stay focused and understand mm-hmm. God is going to use that in our life for the good. Yep. And how is He going to use it? You know, how can He? You know, what can I do to make myself better? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something I live with every day. Right. And like I said, just like life, it's a process too. Yes. You know, we we're yes. not guaranteed tomorrow. No, exactly. And you know, yeah. hardships, you just. Yeah, there's a better way. Yep, with whatever you're going through, and that's like you know, I, and I'm sure you've thrown this at your players before too. But you know, it, it's a it's big around here that we ask somebody that you want to be a better ball player, and they'll look at you and they'll say, "Yeah," or like make your teammates better. Yeah, they well, they don't they, understand it's going to come back to them. Right. It's, well, and the other day it was funny. I, I went into practice, and the girls were all. Um, you know, shooting and doing stuff, and then we always we huddle and pray, and and I haven't changed anything anywhere mm-hmm. I've been. I'm still, 
and um, you know they they were like, hey, did you see where the media has put out the five best players since Michael Jordan retired, and did you see who they were? <laughs> and you know, it's Steph Curry, it was uh, Tim Duncan, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Kobe. Uh-huh. Uh, who was the fifth one there? LeBron, probably. LeBron, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. <laughs> How can I forget? I'm from Ohio. So it's LeBron. And they're like, would you agree with that? And and I knew where they were, you know. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, the one person that I may add to that and think that they're up there, maybe Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I said, yeah, he played for the Lakers and he – elevated the play of everybody around uh-huh. him. Yep. He made everybody better. Mm-hmm. And he did it on a nightly basis. Yes. And so do I think he deserves to be in that conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm guessing he probably was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, he, he was in my mind, probably because I was a point guard, and right. was somebody that I looked at and was like, holy cow, if I could be like that, you yeah. know. And make everybody better, and that's you know that's like we we'll get on this uh, this kick about man, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, they changed the trajectory oh, yeah. of college basketball. Then it carried over in the NBA. Yeah, those were that was the best back oh, then. Yeah. It was, no. and I loved Bird. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the way he played, he was so unselfish and competed at such a high level every time he took mm-hmm. the floor. So now, that's, now, now I know that you know just from research I've done that you know you're really really big on defense, <laughs> correct? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> that uh, that is Coach Patterson. <laughs> I had the opportunity. I mean, under Coach Odo, we averaged 91 points a game. Mm-hmm. When Coach came in, Coach's first year, he said. You know, it, it was not unusual for us to beat somebody when Coach Odo was there. We'd beat them 95 to 85, mm-hmm. you know. Coach Patterson came in and he was like, if they score over 65, we're running. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and he really helped me get a vision for what defense can do. I mean, mm-hmm. he kept saying, and I know it's cliche in, in basketball today, but – you're going to have nights where you don't score. Mm-hmm. But ideally, you know, if we can defend and defend mm-hmm. hard, yep. um, you know, we got a chance to be in the game. And if you got a chance to be in the game, then who knows? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the Central Methodist game. They were averaging 89 points a game. Wow. Okay? They beat us, and they, they scored – what, what do, I don't even remember. Maybe we had 47 and they had 52. Wow. Something like that. We, we did a really credible job of defending them. We just didn't score. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, it, you know, and it, so when you say, oh, you know, how long does a loss last? I'm looking at it going, okay, you know, what could have I, what should have I done different? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to make up that gap mm-hmm. and you know it's hopefully it's made me better that's my goal is right that i'm going to learn from it and get better because of it and like you said you know you know, you know 
any loss is a loss, but some of them you look at a little bit different. But you, all, but also you're always looking at yourself first. Oh yeah, not no what doubt. not what so and so did or the team yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, um, in my two years at Marion, um, uh, we've won a lot of games. We've lost a handful of games, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of those games where I look at it and go, okay. I got to do this better, uh-huh. you know. This, yep. I, you know, I cannot. I got to help them. Right. Got to help them see the game differently. Help uh-huh. them understand this. You know what it's going to take to compete. Um, you know, and you know it's. You know, you alluded to it earlier. It's a little more difficult today to be really honest with the mindset, right? Because. Not everybody wants to commit to the process mm-hmm. because there are bumps in the road. Yep. There are things that are, you know, hard, and not everybody wants hard. Coach, True. Coach Patterson used to say, and my kids at Marion and my kids at USF and probably the alums at, at IWU <laughs> probably could quote it, but, um, you know, good is hard, hard is good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Coach used to say that all the time mm-hmm. to us when I was playing and then when I was the assistant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and he would say, yeah, good is hard, hard is good, and we want to be great. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? And throw it right back at us. And and, and, and that means something when you hear that every day. Oh, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll finally understand. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and that's – but that's uh, – now, just to – question i have i'm sure you know you guys are smaller schools how many people do you have on your staff two okay now there's one of them basically like work on offense the other work on defense or um how do you delegate responsibility to your assistants um well i think um like right now um coach anderson Played at Xavier, was okay. an Indiana All-Star, um, uh, was a head high school basketball coach here in the state. Um, and so I lean on her probably uh, in a lot of ways um, just because she's got experience as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't need – and Coach Patterson used to say this to me all the time, especially when I went back. You know, I was at Taylor for three as an assistant, then went to Houghton for mm-hmm. seven, then came back and was with Coach for six. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he – the first year I came back, he, he would remind me. He would say, <laughs> <laughs> he would say Steve, you're, you're sitting over one seat. You know? <laughs> I can remember we were at Saginaw Valley. We were at Saginaw Valley State playing, and Steve Mazingo was our point guard, and I yelled something at Steve. You know, I I felt strongly, we you know, uh-huh. you know, and Steve run, you know, I forget what you know, uh, and Coach tapped me on the knee and was like, "You're over one seat, that, yeah." <laughs> um, so uh, I, I, you know, I'll. I'll uh, give specific things to the assistants, um, you know. Um, but I also 
No, because Coach used to say, I don't, I don't need somebody that thinks just like I do. Mm-hmm. So right. if you see something, mm-hmm. tell me. Yep. He go, and don't take offense if I don't jump all over it. Right. Um, and, um, you know, when I came back from New York, I had had the opportunity because one of the f- people that I got to know and became friends with out there uh, was good friends with Pete Carrill. Okay. So mm-hmm. Coach Carrill was at Princeton. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got an opportunity to sit down in, in, a, in a setting where there was three of us, Coach mm-hmm. Carrill, me, and my friend. There was the, um, Coach of our the, the rival school in Rochester that we had to go up against when I was at Holton. But um, we would... We would um, sit there and talk basketball. I'm sure. So, you know, and Coach Carrill saw the game, I think, a lot like Coach did Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but he had different, you know. Right. Because Coach Carrill, with the Princeton offense, he said they didn't do anything on defense for two weeks, the first two weeks of practice. Just learn the offense. Just learn the offense because of the way he wanted it run. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's why they played two three zone. Well, you weren't going to get Coach Peter play a two three zone. Right, yeah, that one guy. Uh huh. <laughs> we were going to play. I couldn't. You know, when when we started switching stuff, um, when I was on, at Wesleyan and Coach would watch the games and and all of that. Um, you know, he was just like, I don't even know what to say to you. Because <laughs> in his mind, you just didn't switch. Right. And, but I felt like for us, it was what we needed to mm-hmm. do. Right. And, but, uh, yeah, I think trying to find and, and have the coaches coach to their strengths, mm-hmm. um, just like we want players to play to their strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blessed, again, because Coach Anderson is an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Played at a high level. Right. Um, uh, played for Kevin McGuff, who's now the head coach at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, she sees things, uh, and she may see it differently than me, but she's not afraid to come in and say, hey, have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. And it gives me really positive feedback mm-hmm. so that I can look at it and go, okay, am I, am I missing it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. Yep. I know that. Um, hopefully we can help each other be the best. Um, Lindsay Erba, Lindsay Baker, played at Warsaw High School, mm-hmm. was an Indiana All-Star, went to the University of Toledo, ultimately transferred to Grand Valley. Um, she's the other assistant coach. Um, and... She's very outgoing. Uh, in a lot of ways, maybe opposite. I'm opposite, in, mm-hmm. especially off the court. I'm, I tend to be more quiet. And, you know, Dr. Wright, when I was at Wesleyan, said I was the biggest enigma he'd ever met <laughs> because of my intensity level on the court. Uh-huh. And then off the court, I was a totally different person. Mm-hmm. And there's truth to that. Right. I'm not. Right. Um, and so with Lindsay, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, um, I, 
I'm going to tell you who I like recruiting wise. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's get out there, let's do this. Yep. You know, and let her be actively involved in some of that, and and then individual workouts and that right. kind of stuff. Well, that that was something else I wanted to ask you about was was recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you guys find your recruits? High school coaches contact you or say, "Hey, you need to look at so and so," or all the above. social media, everything. Just all the above. Okay, I wonder how all that the was. Above. The blessing, I think. I mean, when you get an opportunity, I think Ethan would probably say this: when you get an opportunity, like I have, to be representing an institution as strong as Marion University is. Mm-hmm with Indianapolis right there five minutes away Mm -hmm. Um, you have you've got a lot of people looking at you Mm -hmm. and then when you look at our facilities when you look at um, all of that you you know um, we're not necessarily a typical small NAI school right Right. Um, and I don't I, I believe that's true of Indiana Wesleyan, mm-hmm. I believe it's true of my alma mater with some of the changes they've mm-hmm. made. I don't think, you know, people would walk in and say, oh, this is, we're every bit. Um, I think everybody, uh, if they know anything about uh, small college, and I say small college, Division Division two and down, uh, NAI and Division two are almost identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to hold our own. Right, and it. You know, when I was at USF, we should, we we almost beat Northern Illinois twice. When I was at IWU, we did beat Northern. Uh-huh. Uh When I was at USF, we almost knocked off Valpo. We got beat by three. We got beat by two by Northern Illinois. We, you know, we. You can do it. Mm-hmm. When I was at IWU. Um, we went down. We were the first game in the KFC Yum Center. Mm-hmm. Played Louisville at halftime. We were down one. Right. I think I remember uh, reading about that one. Yeah, we we were right there at halftime. Now they came out. They pressed us, and it was different because mm-hmm. they're pressing us, and they inverted the floor. They put their six four kids, yep. six five kids at the, at the front end of the press. Uh-huh. So we're throwing passes that look like rainbows, uh-huh. and they you know can steal that and yep. go in and now there's no defense for uh-huh. true but um you know i mean i think the top nai programs are very very would be extremely competitive within ncaa division two and maybe even at a low d1 level yeah i agree because I, I tell people all the time i said if you want to go watch some really good basketball Taylor, Indian Wesleyan, and I said, try to get courtside seats and oh, yeah. watch how they real they they yeah. bang more than what you see some of these D one schools doing. It's yeah. I said it's physical. Yeah, you oh. wouldn't think it would be, but it is. Yeah, and with uh, with people transferring left and right now, especially um, you know, uh, I say especially on the men's side, but mm-hmm. I think it's more prevalent in some ways mm-hmm. I, I say that but it's the women's sides catching up yep. um, uh, you know the level of play at our level has risen drastically oh it, 
when you look at like the Mangus kid mm-hmm. that played at Indiana Wesleyan, who's now you know, uh, I just read something where I think he's he's on the Pacers, Pacers roster. Roster, yeah. You know, uh, that's okay. You didn't hear of that, mm-hmm. no. Uh, you know, but it, it's a testimony to mm-hmm. you know our level and the preparation and mm-hmm. all of it. So it is. It's uh, and that, that that's uh, we talked earlier. You know, there's there's 1.1 million high school athletes. Only 7.6 percent going to college. And it's what less than two percent for a college player to go play yeah. professionally. Yep. And that's so, like like high school. You know, we talked earlier because because your son's you know mm-hmm. he's over here now and mm-hmm. he's uh are you gonna be able to make it down for any of his games or yes for sure <laughs> I I you know he he uh, he and I talk you know we not every day but we talk a lot mm-hmm. and I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited uh, to get a chance to watch him. I mean, I came back for the uh, Coach Blackman was really good to Josh. Right. And um, uh, just watching Josh coach the JV team mm-hmm. uh, and that at Marion was fun for me mm-hmm. to, to watch and see, uh, you know, how he sees the game and, right. and all of that. Um He's really, and I know I'm his dad, and it's going to sound like a parent, but so be it. Um, he's really good with kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was I was at Super Hoops and the tournaments at IWU this summer, and yeah, you you can see that, especially when he only know most of them for a few days. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's good with kids, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully he can get her going. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Now, are you? I guess it's more prevalent on the the boy side, but for girls, uh, three sport athlete. Um, we've had two. Uh, we haven't had three, but we've had two sport. Like um, every place I've been, um, now I've got some track kids. Um, we had track kids at uh, well. Paige Smith who mm-hmm. was a first team All American. She came to us. She went to Hamilton Southeastern High School. Paige won the state in the disc, mm-hmm. and then through the disc and the shot at college at, too. At college okay. too. Wow. Um, and her senior year, Paige was well. We won the national championship in thirteen, mm-hmm. but and Paige was a big part. I mean, naturally, she was MVP of the national tournament. Right was a first-team All-American, and then, you know, ended up being an All-American in track. She finished in the top seven uh, in the disc. Oh, man. um, But, yeah, I mean, we've had dual sport. I think uh, we've not had – when I first got to Indiana Wesleyan, we had a volleyball player, um, but ultimately she – it was too hard. Mm-hmm. To, the two sports just right. overlap mm-hmm. too much. Yep. Whereas track wasn't as big of a of, a, of an overlap. Um, you know, uh, we we had uh, softball, um, and uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I I don't. I mean, I don't have a problem with it if it's something. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern at our level, um, 
Well, any level would be the academics. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not talking about most of my kids now at Marion are um, nursing. We have a really strong nursing program mm-hmm. uh, or exercise science because mm-hmm. they want physical therapy um, and they want to become a PT. Uh, we have a couple, three that are business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, the, the academic side of it is probably my biggest concern when a kid doubles up, just that they're managing their time right? so that they're handling the academic. Okay, so let's say I'm a high school kid, Mm -hmm. and I come up to you and say, hey, coach, what do I need to do to play college ball? You've never seen me play before, but you've heard about him. He's a pretty good ball player. What's the first thing you're going to tell that kid? Um... Well, I mean, understand the commitment and sacrifice that's going to be made for you to be a college athlete. Um, Because it will be different. The time constraints are different. The expectations are different. Even at our level, Mm -hmm. they're different. Um, And um, I guess for me... um, you know, my big thing is I. You know, tell me what you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then this is another Coach Patterson thing. I, I want people, um, kids uh, that want to pursue excellence. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about perfection, mm-hmm. but I am talking about excellence, mm-hmm. and I want them to be excellent. I, I just. I believe very strongly that God didn't create us to be mediocre. I think God created us to be the very best, uh, you know, uh, take and use the gifts and abilities that we've been given and mm-hmm. do the very best we can with that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we have to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to walk any of the kids from the 2017 that went undefeated, um, Lisa Thompson, who was our starting post on that team, she was a junior. She's being inducted into, uh, I don't know what county Kokomo's in. Howard County. Howard County. Mm -hmm. She's being inducted into the Howard County Hall of Fame this coming weekend. Um, And, um, but it's, um, the, the thing I would... You know, it was like if she were to walk through here today, if Liz Howarth or Katrina Spittler, any of those kids would walk through here, uh, you know, they would jokingly say, well, you know what? We didn't go undefeated. We lost four (laughs) games. And, you know, they laugh about it now. Um, There was a group of them that came and had pizza at our house, you know, because a bunch of them live in the Indy area. And, uh, you know, because there were games that we won because we should have won. We were mm-hmm. better, but we didn't necessarily play our best. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they bought into that. It wasn't, you know, it was like, you know, did we use our gifts and abilities? You know, the idea of playing for an audience of one really resonated with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they weren't, they were playing for 
each other, not just with each right. other. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I look for so strongly. Yep. And the idea that, you know what, I want to pursue excellence. I want to pursue excellence not just on the court but in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Am yep. I going to get a phone call from a faculty member saying, hey, Coach, we are really thankful you recruited this uh-huh. kid. They're adding to what we're trying to do in class versus, you know, are you aware that they haven't shown <laughs> up? Or, you, you know, you know yep. don't want that. Um, but, you know, just that idea. Of, of excellence mm-hmm. and what does that look like and you know everybody's been gifted differently God's gifted each one of us mm-hmm. differently mm-hmm. and we you know we're called to use our gifts and you know that's that's something big well, so so that that's kind of like I, w- I would call this your mission statement committed to striving for excellence mm-hmm. committed is the process and committed to honoring Christ. Mm-hmm. So you are setting the example. Trying to. Well, exactly. That's trying to every trying day. To. Yeah. Every and day I'm trying to give my best to them. Um, every day I'm, you know, I, I know I'm going to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know we all that. will. And I'm not saying that as a built-in excuse. Um but, you know, we're going to work at it. I'm going to work at mm-hmm. it. Um, and they know that. Um, they know I care. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, like we've talked about, there's a process to mm-hmm. it. And if you will buy into the process. My big thing is, and I think most coaches at uh, any level would echo this, in that, you know, this is about the development of the whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you alluded to the, the, the stats on who gets to go on and play mm-hmm. after college right. or how many kids from high school get to even play in college mm-hmm. and the number goes down. Um, the, the bottom line in the whole thing is um, it ends. Mm-hmm. It ends for all of us. Yep. And what you become through the process mm-hmm. is the critical piece. Mm-hmm. And my job is to hopefully help you develop the whole person. And I, I feel more committed to this than I ever have in that I believe that our world right now needs people, uh, young people especially, mm-hmm. to come in and be bridge builders and bring people together uh, instead of tearing people apart. True. I mean, if you're going to be the vine, climb over that wall yeah. and produce. Yep. It's, uh, yep. Now, well, let, let's go into a little, let's go a little bit funner now. <laughs> Favorite college basketball player of all time? Men or women? Well. Uh, Not necessarily somebody you coach. Let's say. Come on now, you got. I've got. <laughs> you got too many. <laughs> no, no. I've got a son that played four years. Well, college. that's true. <laughs> you know, just like Coach Knight would say, his favorite Hoosier was his son. I would say my favorite, my favorite uh, college basketball player was my son. Right. Uh, my favorite female college basketball player was my daughter. Right. <laughs> uh, Ashley. And your daughter-in-law um, was second, right? 
I'm a daughter-in-law is right up there. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever coached anybody that can shoot the way she can. Um, but um, no, it's uh, probably my favorite. Uh, and most people probably, I probably growing up, it was probably Alan Horniak. Okay, that played at Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah, it was a lefty and was a mm-hmm. big time scorer. Um, you know. Um, Probably female, probably more more recently. Um, uh, I I really like Sabrina Inescu. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way she plays the whole game, the way she's constantly moving and trying to make things happen. But um, yeah, and and uh, I don't know, Maya Moore mm-hmm. uh, from UConn was yep. somebody that I really liked a lot too. Yeah. I- I go all the way back to Cheryl Miller. Yeah. She kind of put college basketball on the map, didn't she? That's when it started getting popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, – so. but, but, yeah, that's uh, – I mean, if – had, I've had so many quality, quality young ladies mm-hmm. uh, when I first got to IWU and then through the years and then USF, uh, you know. Just again, uh, we were driving. One of the kids from USF is in Arizona, a high school teacher, and you know she texts and wants to FaceTime with Terry and I. You That's know? awesome. And it's it's that kind of thing that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. It yep. just keeps me going because um, I know God God used the experience to hopefully touch them in a mm-hmm. way uh, that they're going out and doing the same thing. They're going to make a difference because of the relationship yeah. that, that yeah. you started and you built. Yeah. And that's uh, – yep. now if you're sitting home on a weekend, you don't have no practice, no game, say it's the off season. <laughs> what, what are you going to – what are you going to – what ball game are you going to watch on TV? Is there a favorite sport you would like to watch other than basketball? Uh Probably baseball. Okay. Yeah, and I'm a big Cleveland Guardians. Well, you said you're from Ohio. Yes, so. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I also, it, everybody will laugh at this, I'm hooked on pickleball. That's something we haven't tried yet, but we've talked about it. And uh, that's getting really big. It, I, our church, where we go, we go to Northview, uh, and they have pickleball courts, and if I can go, you know, if uh-huh. a, I'm there. Really? I'll be there till the lights go off. Man. I'm a competitive, you know, everybody's looking and they're going, ooh, <laughs> you're really competitive. And, and I am. Uh-huh. I am. But I, I just love it. I, yep. I love, you know, uh, I, it's... It's fun to play, um, and, you know. It's I do like that. I mean, but if I'm going to watch another sport, uh, it's it's probably baseball. Okay. Now, now speaking of pickle pickleball, because <laughs> our superintendent, Mrs. Winter, yeah. there's a there's actually some courts down at the Gas City Park. Okay. That, and yeah. and she's hooked on it too. Oh, it's, it's I love a, it. I love a, it. And I gotta, you know, it, it's. 
I play to win. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I got I got to understand that you know hitting a little dink into the kitchen is a good thing instead of trying to crush it right yeah, out. <laughs> it's a tad so, bit different than tennis yeah. isn't it yes isn't it's, it's, yeah yeah it's a lot we're uh yeah because conrad and i talked about trying that yeah but, uh, it's but, fun i i enjoy it a lot that's what so. i've heard and it's well i because you, you remember the old Spice Field House in Fort Wayne. Oh yeah, they, they turn it into pickleball courts I now. Know, I know it's sad. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm like, sure you got to see a lot of ball games up there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that was sad when I read. I was like, yeah. oh man. Uh huh. So. But Coach Brooks, we appreciate you coming on. And, you know, the late night on a Sunday, <laughs> but you did get to see family today. But yes. But before we let you go, I, I we've got one cu- one question we love to ask basketball coaches. Okay. Competitive game, first half, okay? You're down 10, 12 points. You make some adjustments, put three or four different players in. They make a run. You're tied at halftime. Who's starting second half? Um, I, I sub my gut feeling, so there's a good chance that those kids that played the best – finished out the half in such a way they would probably be the ones that would get called on Mm -hmm. to start the half just because you know I'm still probably old school enough to say you know what we got to win the first five minutes of this right now Mm -hmm. yep and so you know I also want to see what the body language and the mindset is when we go into the locker room Mm -hmm. with those kids um that did start, you know, mm-hmm. you know okay. because some some kids, especially on the women's side, you know, they may have started slow, but they're very cerebral. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they're sitting there, they see it, and oh, and the light comes right. on. Okay, mm-hmm. let's give this a shot. Right. See. Yep. Okay. We just. So, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm not a uh, – that's one of the questions uh, that I've asked myself mm-hmm. all summer because sure. um, we were ahead at half uh-huh. against Central Methodist. We were up eight, and uh, did I do the right thing? Right. Did mm-hmm. I see the thing the right way? And mm-hmm. I've watched the game, <laughs> you know, to say, okay, yep. what, you know, what would I do different? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we we get different answers. We get different answers on that question. Yeah. We just like to yeah. kind of keep a running track of yeah. who says what. But yeah, but coach, once again, we appreciate you coming on. Well, this um, has been fun. I appreciate you asking. And we, like I said, we're we're excited over here for for Josh coming over here and taking over the program here. Yeah. We wish you guys all the luck this year. Thank you down there at Marion. Thank and, you. And uh, getting close. First games. What thirty first. Okay. Thirty first. Got about we, one more yeah. full week, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're counting it down. Good. Are you on the road or home? Home. Okay. That's and good. then, then we're on the road. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, nobody is going to say that the Crossroads League is going to run away from competition. We're on the road to Nebraska. We're playing Dakota uh, State, who knocked Iowa out ah. in the national tournament. Man. And then we play Concordia, who is in the. 
mm-hmm. final 16 or whatever. Right. Um, and Iwoo's got uh, their, their, their plan. Uh, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but they're playing somebody that was, is, is going to be in the top 10. Really? Okay. Um, to start. I mean, um, I think across the board, our conference teams have said, okay, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's go play the best yep. and see. And that's how I'm wired. And, yep. Um, you know, it's, we'll see. It's going to happen. Didn't, didn't like Tom Izzo kind of start that for everybody? I'm going to play the yeah. big boys first and, and I, take my lumps if I have to. Yep. Just to I, be prepared. That's how Coach Patterson was. Uh-huh. He didn't run. We didn't run. We would go to Lipscomb with Coach Meyer. Coach Patterson and Coach Meyer were really close. Uh-huh. And then we would play Lipscomb on a Friday night and Belmont on a Saturday. And Coach Bird and Coach Patterson were really close. Uh-huh. And, you know, we were never going to run away from hard competition. Right. Mm-hmm. We were going to play some of the best teams and see exactly where we uh-huh. were. And that's the way I've been. and Perfect. It's just, I think it helps you get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay, well, once again, Coach Steve Brooks, we appreciate it so much. And uh, we wish you luck this year. And I'm sure we'll see you at some ball games this winter. I think you will. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thank you. It's sponsorship shout-out time, Ted. As always, we want to thank Rookies, Inc. for all your apparel needs www.rookiesinc.com or call Steve Horn at 765-536-2726. Quick turnaround, quality products. He's got a shop uptown Gas City now. Oh, yeah, in beautiful downtown GC. Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0 Residential Commercial Properties. She's a realtor for you, Teddy. Yes, she is. She's been one a few times for me. (laughs) 765-661. Four eight two one, Mama Pearson Soporium. Go get your smell good on, man. That's the place to go. I'm telling you. I know. Good people. And for all of your quality fencing and decking needs, call Backyard Builder. More specifically, Eric Skeens at seven six five six six seven fifty nine seventy four. You want the best? Call the best. That's right. They got fencing down to a science. Jonesy's Lawn Care, residential and commercial lawn services, now providing golf cart maintenance. Call Jeremy Jones at 765-667-5097. Get the fade or the buzz cut. <laughs> Alt House Auto Body and Towing. If your car won't go and you need a tow, call Scott Watson at 765-348-2414. Or you had a crash and your car looks like trash. Call Scott Watson at 765-499-1534.